This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It's a podcast day because it's beautiful, it's sunny, and, and it's sunny inside, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. What's up, Al? Hi, Jerry. I was uh, happy, you know, I have my Twitter open during the uh, program, make sure there's no breaking news I'm missing. And uh, in the corner on the right-hand side, they give you suggested things to follow. Yes, correct. And uh, one of them today was Burger King. You? Yeah. Oh, just because of all the food stuff you're doing. Uh, I'm not even sure. I may just be up there. But I was like, who the hell is following Burger King on people Twitter? People don't want deals. I clicked on it. Two million followers. Yes. Two million people are following Burger I'll King. I'll bet you they send out specials and stuff. They didn't seem to be. Oh, they no. just seemed to be just writing random stuff. But it was what like, would Burger King be writing I about? I don't know. Something about Whoppers and things. I was just like, who's following? Then I was like, okay, how many people are following McDonald's? I clicked on that. There were way too many McDonald's accounts. Who was like... Oh, you couldn't they, find the real one? Yeah, and and there was, like, ones for all different countries. Oh. And the USA one didn't pop up first, so I don't know what happened. And then I saw there was a McDonald's people going on strike or something. I don't know what's Jesus. going on, Jerry. Did you try Wendy's? Uh, no, I lost interest that after. That was it. After I saw Burger King had 2 million followers, I was like, what the hell? I got to tell you, speaking of fast food, I, you talk about the ultimate tease job the other day that I did to my son. Not on purpose at all. So... Matthew gets Chick-fil-A, not all the time, but enough. He loves it. Sometimes he'll bring something home for Joseph if he's around. Most times not, though, because he just goes with his friends. And Joseph's always asking me to go, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have time. I, whatever, ask your mom. So we were in Pennsylvania over the weekend, as we know. Our game Sunday was at 2.30. I said, listen, I never get you Chick-fil-A. I said, I, there's one three miles from here. We'll go there. Uh, he was all excited. We get in the car. I go to map it. And it's just closed. I'm like, closed? It's noon. And I said, oh. I'm like, dude, no Chick-fil-A. <laughs> He's like, why? I'm like, they don't open on Sundays. He goes, will you go? I'm like, I'm not making this up. Religious observances, from, they don't. He was fine. I felt terrible. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. In a day and age, Jerry, where things are open 24-7, yes. 365, you got Chick-fil-A. Anytime I think of Chick-fil-A, and I don't go to Chick-fil-A, but every time it crosses my mind, like, why don't I go to Chick-fil-A? It's always on a Sunday. It's a, isn't it something? Yeah. And Hobby Lobby is another one. Oh, is that right? I mean, Hobby Lobby also closes for family Sundays. Oh, so spend time with your families. Yes. So I, And I've gone on a couple of occasions because I forget. Right. I was like, close. That's Easy right. to forget. It is easy to forget because the whole world is operating, as you say, 24-7. Right. That's when the other fast food places got to take advantage of their chicken. They sure run chicken deals on Sundays. Well, I will tell you, Michael's is right across the street from Hobby Lobby. There have been at least three or four times I've gone to Hobby Lobby and like, oh, I go across the street to Michael's. Yep. And they get my business. Taking advantage. Like if I'm Popeye's or KFC, I'd right. be like, 
our chicken is delicious, especially on Sundays. On Sundays, we give you more. Right. On Sundays, you get an extra leg or wing, your choice. 25% bonus. 25% chicken bonus. Yes. From your friends at Popeye's, Louisiana Grill. That's right. I love my chicken from Popeye's. Never had it, by the way. Yeah. Strangely, this came up in the car this past weekend with Gina. We drove by a Popeye's. And she asked, have you ever had Popeye's? I said, you know what? I don't think I ever have. Me neither. And that's so weird? And it looks delicious because it's nothing but coating. Looks great. Yeah. But no, I've never had it. Yeah, me neither. Kentucky Fried Chicken, yes. Chick-fil-A, yes. What other chicken places are there? Uh, just the, the each... Is it Mr. Bojangles one? Uh, yes, Mr. I've had Bojangles. That. I, had, I believe I had that in Chicago. Polo Chick. Uh, there's something Polo uh, is a place yeah. down in Jersey Shore. Yes. Yeah, Pollo Tropical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then, of course, all of the regular fast food places always have a selection of chicken items. When we first moved in here, one of the salesperson said, do you eat pollo tropical? I'm like, I don't. He goes, well, I have a potential endorsement deal. He goes, I'd like you to try it. And then if you like it, maybe we'll go forward with it. I said, oh, okay, I, I can do that. So I Googled one. There was one in Edison. I'm like, what should I get? Like, what is the campaign going to be? He's like, well, he goes, best thing you could do. You don't have to do it all in one sitting, but try one of like everything on the menu. So this way you can say what you really like. So I'm driving there. I'm like, huh. I'm like, I'm never going back to Edison because it's not close to me. So I bought one of everything on the menu and basically had one of everything all day. So I went I saw him two days later. I'm like, hey, I had everything on the menu. I'm like, I like this. I like that. I'm like, yeah. he goes, yeah, no, we didn't get it. We didn't get the deal. <laughs> I'm like, what? I just spent $93. Yeah. At po- he, he made it seem like it was a done deal. Go eat it and tell us what you think. I probably ate 4,000 calories that day. Right. And you were all ready to do your... Indo- Hi, I'm Jerry Recco for Polo Tropical. I was. I was ready. I recommend the chicken sandwich. It was, it was good. I do remember it was good. I'm sure it's delicious. But that was like 10 years ago now. Yeah. So We've got an upcoming event, Jerry, a Boomer's Black Tie event this year. I was curious where you're at on, oh, on this. Oh, I it. It's coming up soon. Yeah. It's like the end of April. It's the end of this month. Oh boy! Yeah, I believe so. Is it really? I think so. I think it's in. Uh, I think it's the twenty ninth. Oh, okay. So the theme for this year, we normally wear just black suits, right? We go black suit, black tie, we're good to go. Yeah. This year, he's got a theme going, where we're supposed to wear bolo ties, and uh, he said you could even wear black jeans with boots. Huh? Where do you? Where are you on this? It's a it's a it's like a cowboy cowgirl theme. Can I wear a jersey? A football jersey? A cowboys? Ooh, that's interesting. I'll show up my Roger With a Stallback cowboy hat. One. Yeah. I ordered a bolo tie off of Etsy. What is a bolo tie? It's a it's a it looks like a cowboy tie. It's like strings like this. And then and then the there's like a, a medallion here and it sits up like this and the tie looks like this. Okay. It's great for radio that I just gave you all that information. Yeah. <laughs> But I, sure. I, I didn't, like, where do I get one of those? I went on Etsy and just well, found you, an interesting looking one. Well, they sent it to you before November. <laughs> uh, I Actually, it, it says it's in my mailbox oh, okay, now. okay, good. So I'll check it out when I get home. But do you know that where we are in New Jersey, there are no places to even look for cowboy boots? They're not. I look, I, there's a place way up north, very yeah. popular. I forget what it's called. And there's a place in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Wow. That's it? You can't yeah. find Bob's boots anywhere? No. I also don't want to buy cowboy boots because the cowboy For boots are expensive. Night, I'm sure and they I'm are. I'm never going to wear them again. No, I won't either. 
I think we could get away with, though, if we wore nice black jeans, which I have no problem going to buy a brand new pair of nice black jeans because I'll wear them. The regular shoes I would wear with a suit. Right. right? Yeah. And then a shirt with a bolo tie. I think, I think we get away that, with that. That's more than acceptable. Right? Yes. I think that's perfect. Because I'm already fine. starting to panic about that. Which just makes no sense. I haven't but, even thought about it. I'm yeah. so wrapped up in everything else. That's what I, I mean. Like realize. as 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 things get checked off the calendar for April, you start to look ahead and see what do we That's got like here. Four weeks from now, not I even think less. Three weeks from Saturday. Yeah, I believe oh. it's three weeks from Saturday. Oh boy, you got Easter this weekend, Jerry. Right. That's Sunday. Sunday. Oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We got our live event Friday. Good Friday. Sunday Easter. Wow. Back at it Monday. Wow, wow, wow. Goes fast, Jerry. We'll be we'll be uh, to kick off the summer before you know it. Okay. Wow. Which will be awesome. So I just wanted to give you a heads up in case <sighs> you happen to see cowboy boots or bolo ties somewhere. Yeah, all right. I do recommend Etsy for bolo ties. They have a lot of different options and relatively inexpensive. The one I bought is like thirty bucks. What if I yeah. What uh, huh? What if I went with like something like Kevin Costner wore in one of his shows? What does he wear? Leather chaps? No, nah, well, no, I was going to say like a flannel shirt, black jeans, and a cowboy hat. Yeah, I bet you could get away with that. That work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Wow, this is stressful. We thought we had it made. We just go over, you and I go every year in our same black suits with our black ties. Yeah, I honestly didn't realize that. Okay. What is What do the wives wear? The way Boomer imagined it. Oh, so you know we have a problem. I don't. Both they'd of wear, us can't go. They'd wear a dress with uh, cowboy boots. She can't go. We have a baseball tournament down in. It's near Cherry Hill. It's a Saturday Sunday one. One of us has to go. Good news. They got the cowboy boot places down there in Mount Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> Stop by. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if mm-hmm. I if I waited until the Saturday of the event? I got everything ready except the boots. I will go do a baseball game. I'll stop off at the boot shop. I'll Grab get boots, some boots into Manhattan. And head right back in. Oh, man. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that's, you know what? That's something I got to work on in the next couple okay, of weeks. Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to give you a heads up. All right. So, yeah. Thank you because I didn't realize. Um, I saw, I started watching this Netflix documentary series, which you may be interested in. Maybe not. How many times do you think? Mm-hmm. Since we've been doing the podcast and we've all had Netflix mm-hmm. that you started one of these segments yeah. with. I started watching this Netflix documentary that you a might lot. be interested in. <laughs> a lot, Jerry, because that's what I love, a new Netflix documentary. How many times do you think I actually watched Not many. It? Not, not many at not all. Not many. <laughs> this one is about the people who work in emergency room and trauma centers in New the, York City. I did see the trailer for this. It's called Emergency NYC. I saw they're, they're following a pregnant woman who's an EMT. Yeah, in one or of fire, she's... fire. I forget what she yeah. is. Yeah, thought she was an EMT, but I did see that. Yeah, it's interesting. I watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. It's what's really interesting about about this is the amount of care people are receiving in trauma, and and this is going to sound weird in some ways, without regards for what their insurance is. Correct. Right, because it's a life and death, or you got to take care of the person. Right, and then all I kept thinking about, I saw this 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 mom. She was there. Her her son had gunshot wounds, oh. two of them, and in this episode, he, he he was barely hanging on. And you know, all I kept thinking about was, 
because there were so many doctors around. This is New York City. Yeah. So many doctors around. Each person with a very specific thing. What is that bill going to be? Yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably. And you can't, in some ways you can't think that way because this kid's life and of death. Of course. But when it's no longer life and death and he Here makes the bills. it. Whoa. Yeah. Probably don't get, they don't get paid. They don't get paid, right? But then that whole that family from here on out is just will always just be in that debt, and we'll always have um, that debt hanging. Unless over there's them. debt forgiveness, like uh, there are certain people that don't have the money to pay it, right? And they're just not going to. And so, like, I mean, in I medical, you take you to court, but you can't take blood from a stone, right? You know, that's where a lot of you'll see people say, "Sue me, I got nothing." You know, and I don't know. I'm not. I don't know this reference. But you're, if you're wondering about their insurance, my guess is that was part of the theme of this. No. That, oh, it wasn't. Oh, I they thought that actually, was part that of the actually theme. wasn't part of the theme. That's all I was thinking about yeah. was just knowing if you go to the ER for something stupid where you don't have a million people looking at you, what that costs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Even if you have insurance, the amount of even if they had this family had the best insurance available, right? The amount of people I saw working on this kid. Yeah. Well, it's like if you, it's it's always funny when they're like, hey, we got these beautiful diamonds from Africa, 80% off. Great, but 80% off, $200,000 is still going to be forty grand. Yes, that you have to pay. So it's like, hey, I got 80% off, but you still owe a fortune. Same thing with, with medical bills. Right. Or hospital bills can be. Right, and then that's all I started thinking about was how, and in this documentary, just when they're talking to doctors and nurses when they're not dealing with the with trauma right away and they're in between things, and they, they brought up a really interesting thing about the pandemic. They said, you know, now that the pandemic <clears throat> is over, people are going out and people are getting into trouble, right? So more people are getting shot. You know, there was a downturn during the pandemic. People weren't out. People weren't getting shot as much. People, people weren't, weren't getting out. the... Less car accidents. Yep. But now that it's everybody's out, they say it's ramped up even more. And then they also talked about the other thing that's clogging up hospitals now is that during that time of, of the pandemic, like let's say you were due for a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to get a colonoscopy. No, no one did. No one did. And now three years has gone by. So now people that should have had these tests three years ago. Try to catch up. Right. And if they would have found something in you three years ago when you were supposed to go, but now it's three years later. So whatever cancer you may have is now three years down the road untreated. Yeah, I never thought of any of that stuff sure. about you know pandemic related things and well, how you're putting it off. Yeah, you know I'm trying. To, what did I do during the pandemic that we never put? Oh, my, my son when they had to do the scans for the post op, like he had surgery during the pandemic. Yeah, and then we had to go September. Four months later for post-op scan. Actually, it was, no, I take that back. He had the surgery in September. We went a month later for the first post-op scan. Then it was one month, three months, six, and a year. So through that pandemic year of 2020, he had surgery in Manhattan, which was like weird because the way the, the hospital was and the fact that I couldn't go up with him. It was only one of us. and It was, it was nuts. He had that in September, post-op scans in October in Manhattan, and then in the down the shore, we started doing the scans um, with another doctor that works with the surgeon. But the, it, the the hospital was light. It wasn't crazy. It just looked crazy with all the masks. And it was getting through Manhattan was so easy at that time. 
So we kind of went through it. We couldn't put it off, and we had to do it. I also was very taken by the uh, how much care the doctors had for people. Yeah, some are really good. Because I would think if you're a trauma doctor or an ER doctor, you must see an everything, absolute insane amount every day. Yeah. At some point, I would think you lose the... Uh, emotion. Yeah. Well, think I would about think this. you lose the emotion. For us... For me, a busy day is when the Knicks, Nets, <laughs> Rangers, Devils, Islanders, and now Mets and Yankees play. That's a busy day. A busy day for one of those people are multiple car accidents, seizures, heart attacks, gunshot wounds. That's their busy day. That's why I always say what we do. My God, the fact that we get paid for this compared to what other people do for a living. Maybe you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I was looking at these doctors and wondering, like, what is this guy making? What are these nurses making that? Because they better be making a solid living. I think nurses, by and large, do well now, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I think they make decent money. And doctors make a lot of money. I mean, they, they, they just do. I guess the things like we hear, but like cops don't make a lot of money, right? And they're out on it's the front really line. That's true, though. Yeah, I guess it depends it where depends it is. Depends on where you are. I got friends of mine that make well into the six figures in the suburbs. But that's the, that's the weird part from everything that I hear. The safest neighborhoods... Are making the best money, Maybe. and then the the cops on the front line of Manhattan and the Bronx and all are the ones not making the. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. I guess it's where the money comes from, the budget, the taxes. Yeah, I don't know. One of the other things, one of these. So, in one of these episodes, this uh, woman in her appears to be in her twenties, late twenties, comes in. She was at a wedding, and she like had a stroke and they bring her in. They do this scan. She's got a thing in her brain that needs to come out yeah. and they're like, okay, we're surgery. They go, they had, they show the whole thing. They pull this thing out about the size of my thumb. And the doctor was like, oh, I was a, it was a great day. Now to me, I think, does he go home and celebrate that? Does he, he did his job or it's like forgotten about because tomorrow someone's coming in with their head uh, hanging off. Yeah. Listen, when I sat in that office with the surgeon for my son. Yeah. And he explained to me what they found and what they had to do. I was scared to death. He's like, he goes, we're good. I'm like, no, I know you are. He goes, oh, I've done. I remember Kim saying, you've done this surgery before. <laughs> yeah. He goes, somewhere between two and 300 times in the last two years. <laughs> like, it's more, it's common, not common, but. Um, I, I want to say the number he said was like four to five. I'm when I say I think he said four to five hundred times in his career he's done this specific surgery. I'm like, all right, well, it's just okay. I, your son's my son's life is in your hands, right? You know nothing about this guy's no, personal life. No, we looked him up. You? Had amazing ratings and reviews. He had awards. His bedside manner, office side manner, was outstanding. Felt really comfortable with him. And then once they take them away, you sit there and you wait. And you wait with a pit in your stomach for literally seven hours. And it's like, and then he comes out. It's like, my God, I hope this went well because here's the moment. And then he smiles. Yeah, we're good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, great. I thought we were good too. And then, as I told you before, then they proceeded to lose my son in the hospital. <laughs> we don't know where he is. They couldn't find him. <laughs> he's somewhere. We know he's in here, Jerry. Oh, that was absurd. Took two hours to find him. <laughs> really? Yeah, I told you that. I don't remember that. 
because of where we were with the pandemic, the uh, the part of the hospital we were in was kind of cut down because other doctors were in different parts of the hospital and they had to keep everything cordoned off. They needed extra rooms. So the, the uh, what's it called, the recovery had changed. So they didn't realize that recovery wasn't on the 11th floor. It was actually on 12. So we're waiting for the nurse from the 11th floor to let us know that Matthew's in there and everything's good, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And like an hour goes by. So finally we go, I'm like, can you please find my son? So she goes, oh, sure, I'll call upstairs. So she calls up. She goes, oh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Recco were here. Their son, he should be there right now in recovery. He's not. Do you know where he is? And I could see the, the look on her face. Oh, Mr. Echo, um, having trouble locating. We we know he's here. <laughs> go, this is comforting. All we want to see is our son who just had his head ripped open. Yeah. And it took two hours to find him. He was on the 12th floor, not the 11th. And then they brought him down to his room and everything was fine. But you want to talk about that was almost as scary as the, the surgery. Yeah. So hospitals are nuts. It looked like on this show, what they show you, it looks like controlled chaos because there are so many mm-hmm. people in these trauma areas, so many yeah. involved in one body. And when they have to go to move the bodies oh my God. that are hooked up to a million different things, they're like, one, two, three, oh, all in unison. Yeah. Do it. And don't move it the wrong way. Not only that, I, uh, and I know this is probably even if it wasn't, this was filmed clearly during the pandemic or just after. And I know in a hospital they're wearing masks anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's also weird knowing how important the communication is in these situations. And everyone's like, like, what? I can't hear you. You got your mask on. And time could be of the essence. Yes. And you can't be saying, what? Excuse me? Could you repeat that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It is. It's you when you watch when you watch Shows like that, and again, I haven't seen it. I just saw the trailer. Yeah. You have an appreciation for why they make what they make. Yes, if they, if in fact they're making good money as they should. And why some, not all, why some walk around like they feel like they're God. Right. Because they really do, in a lot of cases, can control your life or death in that moment. Yeah. Make a mistake, patient's dead. And... For some, maybe emotional. For a lot, probably emotionless because it's a job. But the poor family that's sitting in there, it's tough. I also was thinking like how if you're getting like how they treat each life the same, it it seems like on this show. Mm -hmm. So to me, if somebody's, uh, you know, a punk teenager who gets shot being a punk, they still treat that as if that's, their kid coming in mm-hmm. or somebody who innocently got shot. You know, this they treat it the same as the eight year old that comes in. Yeah. That, who, yeah. who through no fault of their own right. is in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And that I like that I would think years and years and years of doing it where there's violence in the city and you think that the people that are getting shot have something to do with themselves getting shot, you would think maybe over the years that would start to be like, oh you know, maybe I don't know. I, I might think, but it didn't seem that way. I would think they removed themselves from that type of um, judgment. Yeah, it's yeah, gotta, you, you got to do your job, and then as soon as you're done with the job, you're good. It was the same when I was watching these uh, forensic files with murders, and there was like a bunch of prostitutes who were getting murdered. I was watching the Met game. 
<laughs> what time is that on, Jerry? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, so the prostitutes are getting murdered. Yeah. And f- some people thought that they would be treated like, oh, it's just prostitutes getting murdered. We're not going to put all our resources into finding this serial killer. And then others are, ve- like, treated as if mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's not... It's hard to explain. Just that the the fact that the people put themselves in harm's way didn't stop them from getting the proper care yeah. when they got hurt. Yeah. Again, they're not judged. Murdered. Yeah, right. not judged. Right. A human life is a human life. Yes. That's the important thing. What you thing. do with it when we release you, that's up to you. Right. But when you're in our care, we're yeah. going to take care of you. Yeah, maybe I, I, I really would actually. I was intrigued when I saw it, so... Maybe one time in the next month, I'll I'll sit down and watch it. This thing that they pulled out of this woman's brain was so bizarre because all I kept thinking is, what what could be, a, like, are there memories and parts of her brain now that, that affected by it will maybe? be different from it, mm-hmm. better or worse, or no effect? Was it just a blob of nothingness that came right. out? I know my son was very. They said very lucky. With where the tumor was in his head. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and they told us this, they told us there was definitely a risk that his speech or vision from one eye very well could have been impaired. The speech on one side could have been impaired. Um, feeling in one or up to all 10 fingers could have been an issue. And it was, the tumor was sitting in a place that was easily, easily, easier to get. And he was able to get. A hundred percent of it without touching any of those parts that would have affected other parts of the body. Very lucky. That's what this was. You should watch this one episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it's the first episode. Really want to relive it to be quite honest. (laughs) I kind of went through it without a documentary. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm good. It seemed like good new, like good thing happened. But yeah, no, no, I know, I know. But just incredible. Like, how will we even know that you could go into a brain and take a tumor out of it? What did we say? Who was the first person that said, "Sure, you can cut my head open." (laughs) And reach in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And try to grab it with these tweezers. Right. Right. There were no robotics back then. Yeah. It was literally shaking hands and tweezers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But it also makes me think, too, in 100 years, how primitive they'll think we are at this point. We think we're, you know, so far advanced. In another 100 years, if the earth hasn't blown up and we're still walking around, they will look back, my God, the 2020s, these people were a bunch of animals. You had to cut his head <laughs> to get to that brain tumor? Right. What the hell were you people doing? All we did was just, you know, with a laser, look at it, yeah. and it was gone. <laughs> oh, my right. God. You melted it with a laser yes. through the through the skull. So true. Oof. Yeah, you can make the case we're still barbaric on our surgeries. So just he to... felt no difference? No. Came right through. And yeah. within... Man, I would say if I showed you pictures of, you know, day one and day two of recovery to day seven, you wouldn't even think it was the same kid. You know, by by the by the end of the week, it was like nothing happened. Really nuts. Now, he had to take it easy still. Yeah. But just looking at him, it was like they you couldn't even see the scar. It was unbelievable. It really was. So wild <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's called uh, Emergency NYC if you're looking for it. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program, and we'll be back here tomorrow on a Wednesday. So.
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sanchez gets hit, the ball is loose, and it's alive. And then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And usually a Tuesday's kind of, eh, you never know. The Eddie Scazzeri, nice to see you. Clearly it's day 11,000 on the t-shirt rotation. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little while. Across from me, about to celebrate a UConn victory in a national championship game. His name is Al Denny. Dude, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yes, we have a new a national championship or whatever this is. A new national champion. A new national champion, UConn. Uh, I, you know, I, I was rooting for San Diego State, Jerry. Not that I watched, but I was rooting for them because... We love enough, San Diego. It's enough with UConn, but just San Diego, those kids are already winners, Jerry. They live and play basketball in San Diego. Let the people in Connecticut who probably pay way too much for where they live for not great weather most of the year... You know what I mean, Jerry? San Diego has their consolation process, getting on the plane and going home. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. I agree. And while property is quite expensive in La Jolla, Jerry, and other places around San Diego, uh, it's beautiful weather. Yeah, and these kids aren't buying property there. They're, They're living there at school and playing basketball oh, so they can man. enjoy themselves. Sounds lovely. I mean, the only thing, if this was like San Diego State versus Arizona State, who do you root for, I don't know. That's a flip of a coin. They're all winners. They're all winners in our book. (laughs) I actually think San Diego is more, it's probably one of the most beautiful places to be, right? I would say over Arizona. I mean, California as a state stinks as the way they run the state. But it's a beautiful state. But it's a beautiful place to live. I will tell you, though, Arizona is, is breathtaking. Oh, is that right? Oh, is that right? You were like a dog begging for food when the, when the plane was landing. That's true. When we went there. I was like, like I should be here. What? Look at this. What is this heaven I'm landing Yes, in? exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I hmm. The only thing, I, I would give San Diego the edge because of the July and August heat in Arizona. That's true, yeah. I don't know. San Diego gets warm, not like that. Plus, San Diego, you could, there's just seals all over the beach just there laying are, around on the beach. That's well, there, pretty cool. There is no beach in Arizona, so they got them there. Yeah. So, I don't know. that. Huh, that's a tough one. They put up signs in Bradley Beach a couple months ago. No seals? About, the, about please don't touch the seals. Like, you ever see the seals? No. You ever hear the seals? Nope. You go to San Diego, 
You can't step on the beach without stepping on a seal. They're everywhere. When we were in La Jolla, we did not see seals, but we were looking for them. We did see whales. In the buffet line. <laughs> You're such an idiot. You know how many times you've done that? Every time. Every time anyone says whale watching or something. That's what I do. That's my joke. Don't fat shame. Stop it. Anyway, so San Diego State can go home and enjoy their wonderful weather. You go home and enjoy yourselves. Yeah. And good for you, UConn. Yeah, good for you. Danny Hurley did it. I Great. Whatever. How about this, though, Jerry? Let's talk uh, a, a little bit briefly about this uh, women's national championship. Again? Look yeah. at you. Yeah, that's right. How, why, why is this? Because there's still controversy going on, and I love it. No, I not really. It. It's just kind people of... get off my lawn, people. Well, I like this uh, this uh, this woman's name. What's her name? Angel Reese? Angel Reese. Angel is how mm-hmm. you pronounce her first yeah. name. She's the uh, the one who's battling... Caitlin. Yeah, she was the one that did the same gestures Caitlin Clark did to the girl in South yes. Carolina. But a little differently, Caitlin Clark didn't do it in her face. Mm-hmm. She kind of did it walking away, and she's also the one that directed her team not to guard the girl from South Carolina, just let her shoot, which some would say looked disrespectful. It was strategy. So the the, the, the battle between them has made this uh, women's college basketball interesting. It's generally not interesting to the mass public. No, but the Caitlin Clark games have been interesting. Right. And now this gal, uh, Angel Reese, Jerry, she's also interesting. Yeah. And uh, Jill Biden, who is the wife of Joe Biden, well, the president. What do now? Well, you know, they always uh, invite the, you know, UConn will get a, an invite yeah. now because they won national championship. Yes. LSU. Uh, They're going to go, I would imagine, yeah. Right. So Jill Biden uh, uh, tweeted out, or someone on her behalf tweeted out, uh, so excited that we're going to have LSU come to the White House to celebrate. I think we should also invite the girls from Iowa. Why? Yeah. that's They what, lost. Exactly. And this angel, uh, Reese, Jerry, she wrote, she quote tweeted and wrote, a joke. Total joke. I don't disagree with her. Me I didn't. Too. I did not. So that's what Sal was talking yeah. about at the end of his show. Interesting. They're wanting to invite those losers at Iowa. Wow. I'm with her. Yeah. No, wait, I don't what? like. I like that. You're setting a new president? No. No. I. We shouldn't be. We I shouldn't don't agree be. either, Jerry. Wow. I liked it when Donald Trump was in office and no one wanted to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going. There were a couple teams that went. They did. Not many. Yes, I believe was the NHL Stanley Cup champion. That it had went. to be early on. There were once, many teams. Yeah, once teams uh, stopped going, then then if you went, you looked like you. I feel like the Super Bowl winner went. I think that's possible. Didn't he get fast food hamburgers mm. for one of the teams he, that yes, came? I believe he did. He loves fast food. Jerry. I think I believe that is true. Loves it. What would I do? Pro sports teams visit Who? White House. Trump. Trump visit Jerry. White House. Yeah, Trump. I'm going to say an NFL team did and an NHL team did. I definitely think an NHL team did, and I think you're right. I think an NFL team did early on, but then once teams stopped going. The Red Sox in 2019. They did go. Uh, Belichick and the Patriots oh, in 17. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's all I see with, I a, wish... with a quick search. I'm sure there's more. Let me ask you this, Jerry. If you get the invite from Jill Biden and you're... I would decline. Yeah. I would politely decline. I'd say appreciate your yeah. offer, but as uh, Angel Reese of LSU said, 
this is a joke. Well, I wouldn't, put that in, I wouldn't put that in the response, <laughs> but I would say we politely th- we thank you. Right. Very gracious, but we did not win the championship. Correct. We are going to politely decline and therefore, your offer. We do not deserve a trip to the White House. I, I, I happen to agree with that. Oh, I'd love it if this girl got in and uh, th- did that thing in front of Joe Biden. <laughs> that hand Now gesture. that would, would go viral. Awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. That'd be tremendous, Jerry. <laughs> Pretty good. By the way, I saw that the, that women's basketball championship had very big ratings. I'm not surprised. What, what is big ratings? Because I watched, I didn't see the championship game, but I will tell you we watched Friday night. Well, they had a 9.9 million viewers. Yeah, wow. That's a a good number. Which I was seeing on Pro Football Talk did a story saying that that's bigger than the average Thursday night football audience on Amazon Prime. How many people watch MLB on Fox this weekend? (laughs) MLB on Fox, 2 million. Wow. Yeah. That does not surprise me. I tell you, the reason people were watching that women's game was the battle between those two. Um, Right? Yes. That's part of it. But I see, I don't know we if we need heroes. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm going to say yes and no to that. All right, I'm going to say whether you like her or not. This Caitlin Clark has become. This sounds ridiculous, but she's become bigger than women's basketball in terms of the college game. Like you tune in to watch her; she's exciting to watch. She not only shoots from all over the court; she makes a lot of the shots. Um, I think people got into her. She had 41 points on Friday night and was electric. And I, I forget how many assists. But she had a million assists as well, so she's doing everything on the court. My guess is, because remember, this doesn't happen with Reese until, like, you didn't tune in to see her do that. You didn't know she was going to do that. So I think it's really Caitlin Clark driven. And then what transpired really elevated that game, too. So That's a big number, though. Yeah. So now I hope this this, uh, Angel Reese at LSU is not graduating. We need her for women's basketball. We need to two of them. I don't know what I don't know what you well, I believe Caitlin Clark's coming back for one more year. I don't know what Reese's eligibility is. I don't know what, what year she is. How about this though? Twenty so the women's NCAA tournament championship game did approximately ten million viewers. That was the number nine point nine. Nine point nine, Jerry. The twenty twenty two World Series had an average of twelve million viewers per game. Oh boy. We need Caitlin Clark to play baseball. And you want to know why they need the World Baseball Classic and yes. to drum up some interest. And I'm not knocking women's college basketball. That number's phenomenal. But you would think that the World Series would do a little bit better. Right. Than... It shouldn't be competing with World Series numbers yeah. or Thursday night football. Yeah. But that goes to her popularity and, you know, the the way they played in the tournament, the way she played in the tournament. If uh, women's basketball was serious, Jerry, they would get these two into the pros immediately, put them on two teams that will be competing against each other all season long. Let's go. (laughs) We're not going to do that. I'm ready to watch these two battle. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're not going to do that. No, 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 Jerry. No, no. And I hope it starts at the White House where they both go there. (laughs) And one gets kicked out because they're losers. Iowa, you're losers. You want them there the same exact time. (laughs) Who's the Bayou Barbie? Oh, that was was her. Wasn't that her? No, that was Alexis Moore. It was either Alexis Moore or the Reese girl. All right. I don't remember. I played the clip yesterday. Bayou Barbie. Nah, I don't remember. Who's the Bayou Barbie? I probably have it in the system since I played Uh, it. Angel Reese. It was Reese, okay. uh, I'm the Bayou Barbie. Then what, if you remember, because I played some clips yesterday, who was, it was Alexis Moore. What did she, was she the one that was just talking really fast? No, you do, because I know you don't pay attention when I'm in here usually. 
Um, but yesterday I did see, I'm going to play, this is Alexis Morris. I think, I think she was the one that was just having a blast. Let's see. She still had an amazing game. She still had 30 points. Yeah. But I knew if I could just limit some of her shot selection and contain her. Right. And right. And here she was at the end. I'm home, baby. Home, sweet home. Welcome me back. I love y'all. Texas. Let's get it. And now you're a champ. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Beaumont, let's go. (laughs) She was having a blast. And uh, you'll see (laughs) Iowa again at the White House. No, (laughs) no, no, no. I really do hope they decline that. Me too. I know it's a cool thing to go there and be asked to go, but not under these circumstances. Or you go just to needle the Bayou Barbie a little bit because she don't want you there. Uh, I get suppose you, yes, you could. You, you got to get her back, Jerry. You, she took the national championship from you. You could needle her, but I don't think that that would be right to go. You got to needle her. I think the LSU coach also wears like a very uh, colorful, decorative sequined outfits. Okay. Who's uh, So she also is in a bit of the is spotlight. Is that Kim Mulkey? Yes. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. I think it is. I don't know what goes on here. <laughs> I know we try though. We try hard. <laughs> right now, if you if if I had if there were two games on right now, yeah, and I could watch men's college basketball between UConn and San Diego State, mm-hmm. or women's college basketball between Iowa and LSU, I would pick the women's game. I know you would, just because there'd be some taunt. I would hope there'd be some taunting. You're in into there. you're into the whole um... battles. I like the battles perspective altercation yeah. that could happen. Yes. Oh, a throwdown between the Bayou Barbie. It, you they, know what? It is, it's a storyline. What if we did this? Unfortunately, WrestleMania just ended, but I'm sure there's a summer slam or a winter fest or a spring cleaning. You want these two involved? Yeah. Get them involved, Jerry. Reese and Clark. Yeah. I got to tell you, they probably draw a good number. Yeah, like Angel Reese is, goes to the ring to accept uh, some sort of award for a women's championship. Caitlin comes running out. Sweeps the leg. She beats up the Bayou Barbie. The Bayou Barbie then gets up. John Cena comes out. They you, do the thing, uh, flash in front of your face. You have it reversed. Oh. Because there would be no reason if you lost to go rain on their parade. They won. What you would need is for the WW whatever. I don't WWE. know. WWE. Fine. For them to acknowledge Caitlin Clark's excellence in three-point shooting or like she's the story. And have the champion show up. Hey, excuse me. Bayou Barbie. The ring, mm-hmm. the trophy, and then go sucker then, punch. <laughs> yes. And then you got a we got our match. With John Cena in uh the Bayou Barbie's corner since they'd both do the hand thing. Whatever you want. By the way, I saw Vince McMahon on TV. Yeah, what happened to his look? He looks like so Vince McMahon he looks, he looks like a he looks like a cross between Hitler and a nineteen fifties. Insurance salesman. You know he's got a he's got an interesting mustache now. You could call it that. And it looks like. Do you remember Rocky and Bullwinkle? The cartoon. I do. There was a, one of the one of the bad guys in the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Boris. Boris. Boris and Natasha. Yeah, Boris and Natasha. He's got a Boris mustache. It looks so bizarre. He looks terrible. It looks terrible. I actually right. thought it was an actor. When I first saw the video and the and the, and the photos pop yeah, up yesterday, right. it looked like he was like auditioning for the Great Gatsby. Like this can't be real. Yeah, so like, strange. These people with a lot of money, boy, they get a lot of work done as they get older. He's just like, what if I had a really weird looking mustache? What if I do show? <laughs> so up what happened? So he sold. They I don't sold. Know what he's it's doing, not Jerry. that important. I he's was got. Just... He was. He was on TV with that mustache, explaining the creative role he will have at WWE. Okay. In this merger with some other fight company or something, Jerry. Is it still going to be scripted? 
No, that's throwing no. it all out the window. It's going to be. It's no longer going to be a a fake storyline. No, it's going to okay. be all is real. It, is it true they signed George Kittle to a ten year extension? They better not have. <laughs> they need him in the in San Francisco catching passes. Perhaps he leaves and goes to the WW whatever full time because the Niners are only paying him ten million a year and they're giving him twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, here's the thing with George Kittle. He's got a good personality in the NFL because yeah. there's not a lot of big personalities in wrestling. He he's he got just nothing. blends in. Yeah, he's just a he's a blender. Who would all right? Would Travis Kelsey a little bit more? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Who would be the if you look at the NFL? Think of the names and the personalities. Who would have the biggest impact in that way? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest star, but I don't think it's him. Yeah. He's kind of boring too. Like yeah. who is the best? Like Pat, uh, Patrick. You would have needed Jalen like, Ramsey back in the day. Might yeah, have been or like a Richard Sherman. Right, but he's kind of past his prime at this point. Yeah, and I guess yeah, like even Gronk's cartoonish, so I wouldn't even put him in. No, and he's he retired. Yeah, I mean a guy that's there now. Hmm. Tom Brady. Not, <laughs> not Tom Brady. Oh, that's little, a good question, Jerry. I can't vanilla. Come. Isn't there a good? Uh, we need a defensive wrestlers are like defensive guys. You need like a linebacker with yes. personality. What about one of the Bosa brothers? What are they doing? Aren't they kind of boring? They are boring. Yeah, that doesn't work either. You might be exciting in the NFL. You get to wrestling, no one cares. You're boring. You're boring. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more to do. It is 517 a Tuesday with Boomer and Geo on the fan at 6. Don't go away. Thought I'd slow it down for you, Jerry. (laughs) Wake people up. See if you know this song. Not yet. It's a cover. To seem to me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's doing this? Warren Zevon. Just to make the good times last. <laughs> so when you're born to run. Yeah, I know these songs. I can't believe you know all these words. Yes. Why wouldn't you? Why? Oh, hold on, Jerry. I didn't know you were a big Steve Winwood fan. I'm not. Hold on, Jerry. This is, this is awful. Life again. This sounds like Johnny Cash. Well, Jerry, maybe you don't like uh, distinguished voices. No, I do. I don't. This is not good. But this is also, you surprised, also Stevie Winwood's probably most popular song. Yes, no? very popular. How could you not know this song? Interesting uh, song to choose to do a cover. <laughs> interesting way to do it. Badly. <laughs> Jerry, this is off the album, Life Will Kill You. <laughs> well, we do know this. This is true. From Mr. Warren Zevon. Jerry, uh, interesting uh, couple of baseball games last uh, yesterday for the locals. Let's start I with suppose. the Mets uh, beat down by the Brewers. The Mets lost 10 to The Mets nothing. got beat down. The Mets got smashed and trashed and had four, four. pitch clock violations. Yes, one before the game started. <laughs> How do you get a pitch clock violation before the game starts? You're not ready. I don't know. I, I can't answer that for you. Carlos I, just, Carrasco. You're just not set to go when you're supposed to be set to go. Get in, get on that mound and start throwing the ball. So he had two himself, and then the Mets had two batters that had pitch clock violations. <laughs> Mark Gannis strikes out in the ninth inning. <laughs> <laughs> on a pitch clock violation. What I don't understand about it, though, is I thought the – first of all, and I, I said this when you were out Friday, and I do believe this, I think they have to add four seconds to it. I, lo- I love it. I like it. I think the games being a little bit shorter, or significantly shorter, are good. I think the the time needs to be extended an extra. I think it's 16 seconds. I like to see it go to 20 seconds. Okay. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. I thought the batter had to make eye contact at the eight-second mark. 
with the pitcher. That's what I thought the number was. I watched it like four times. Ken is in the box with eight seconds to go as he's like his head is. I mean, come on. Yeah, what they are we going to be this technical that he wasn't set? I mean, come on. But he, but he's in the batter's box. He Whether is. you're set or not, you're in the box. Right, the pitcher throw should the throw. Ball. Right. Absolutely. So I thought that was a little bit ticky tack, but whatever. He should, it was ten nothing. It didn't matter. He probably umpires wanted to go home anyway. It is weird point. to see guys striking out without a pitch being thrown. It's, it, yes, it feels weird. I'm with you. And maybe not too terrible in a 162 game regular season. This starts showing up in the playoffs. That's going to be very weird. I agree, and perhaps depending upon the way it goes throughout the course of the regular season, maybe they do make postseason adjustments to it. They're still going to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to just say, all right, we're in the playoffs, pitch clock is gone. The pitch clock is going to be there. I, I I believe that. But I do think at some point you'll hear for, you'll hear about some postseason adjustment. Maybe they'll maybe give you a, Maybe adding the four or five seconds like I'm yeah. talking about. Maybe they'll hand you your four seconds. Maybe. Per batter. And maybe they won't strike a guy out as he's beginning to look at the pitcher and he's a half second yeah. away. I mean. Strike. Yeah, too much. Does the pitcher get credit for that? For that strikeout? Yeah, why wouldn't he? I don't know. He's the pitcher of record and that goes down as a strikeout. I don't know why he wouldn't. That'd be great if like somebody breaks the strikeout record for a <laughs> game based on a pitch they didn't even throw. Just uh, well, a pitch clock violation. No one's breaking Nolan Ryan's strikeout record, but if you, oh, I shouldn't say that with the way we t- guys are striking out these days. Maybe someone will. Um, yeah, that would be funny. Off the top of your head, most strikeouts in a game. Wasn't it Roger Clemens? 20, uh, 21 or 22? Is it 21? I thought it was 21. I thought it was that dude, Kerry Wood, who was pitched for the Cubs. Maybe he had 20. I would Man, put up- well, Kerry Wood had some monster strikeout games for yeah. sure. I'm almost certain. Oh, now I got to look at this. Now I'm almost certain. It's you asked me top of my head. It was Roger what you, Clemens. What do you suppose Kerry Wood is doing right this second, Jerry? Sleeping like most human beings. <laughs> you think he's sleeping? Do you yeah. think he's telling anybody today? Remember that game? I struck out twenty dudes. That was pretty cool. Kerry Wood tied Roger Clemens. Oh. twenty strikeouts yes. in a nine inning game. No one's had twenty seven strikeouts. That seems weird. <laughs> no, it Who doesn't seem one weird. time that would yes, happen. In nine U baseball, that might happen. No, no, no. In real pro no, baseball, I think it happens. Twenty this, is is absurd. I think it happens this year, Jerry. It does not happen this year. Twenty seven up, twenty seven down. By the all way, by strikeout. What do you think of the drought we're having? Which the baseball drought? drought? No, no hitters yet. Since uh, they're so easy good to point, do, Jerry. I did see the other day some dude threw uh, five no hit innings. That doesn't count. Mm. That's five. It's not nine. Right. And we don't count team no-hitters anyway. So yeah. even if he went five and the bullpen closed out, we wouldn't acknowledge it. That's true. So that means nothing. That is true. We normally get get them early in the season. The hard part of the no-hitters is inning seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, those are difficult. It's not the first five. No, those seem easier. Bob Feller, by the way, the first player to have 18 strikeouts in a game during what they call the live ball era. The live ball era, Jerry? Yes. Sandy Koufax had, had 18. Yeah. I thought I I really thought Clemens had more than twenty. So you think so? So Clemens and Kerry Wood are the are combined, correct? Or tied? Correct. Has there ever been someone's going to get twenty seven this year? Seven of so them. So the gonna, first question that's there, yeah. Has there ever been a twenty seven strikeout baseball game? Mm. No, there hasn't. What about this year with pitch clock violations? That's going to be cool. <laughs> uh, there. there <laughs> The game's gonna. The pitcher's gonna have twenty actual strikeouts and then seven pitch clock violations. <laughs> Strike, you're out. Twenty. Then they're gonna have to put an asterisk near it, 
And 20 years from now, Jerry, some young fellas will be on here talking sports and go, who has the most strikeouts in a game? And it'll come to somebody who had a, a asterisk with the pitch clock violations. Yeah, maybe. And you know there's been one guy that struck out six times in a game. <laughs> one Im- guy? Could you imagine? Yeah. Hey, listen, you took some nice swings up there. Extra inning game in 1991, Sam Horn struck out six times. Good job, Sam. <laughs> Sam, well, maybe, a take a, day. maybe take a pitch and we'll try to work a walk. Oh, my God. Now, the Yankees, Jerry, they beat the Phillies. The Phillies suck. Yeah, the Phillies so are, awesome. yeah, the Phillies are off to a rough start so far. It is so great when the Phillies suck. They have no wins. I know it's early. They're 0-4. They're 0-4. But more than that, they're getting buried. Yeah. Game Yesterday, by game. 8-1, to they lose. Nasty Nestor Cortez. Did you see that cool play he made? Yes, yeah, so third up base. Home plate? Yep. That's the guy that's locked in. He is locked in. I would never think to do that if I was a pitcher. Back up first base, back up third base, back up well, home plate. But it's but it's practiced. I mean, I, for the most part, if you know what you're doing, that's what you're, you know, you either back up home or third. Who airmailed the ball that Nestor Cortez Top had? Top of my head, I don't know. So Nestor Cortez, uh, it was airmailed over the catcher's head, but boom, there's Nestor Cortez. Then the long-haired freak on the Phillies doesn't even get back. He casually goes back to third base. Tagged right out. You, well, you want to Dope. talk about the Phillies? You know, in four games they've given up thirty-seven runs. In four games, thirty-seven runs. Now they lost two-one to Texas on Sunday, but they got walloped sixteen to three on Saturday. What happened to them? So they're not good. Good. They're not well, good. We don't need them being good. Where are the Mets fans? That is Jerry? a lot of runs that they gave up. Yeah. My God. You give up a lot of runs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see the tone you're doing there. Oh, by the they way. They also look oh. very different than what they were in, in the fall. It was the right fielder of the Yankees who just. Could you even name top. See, this is interesting because I would think if I asked you to name three Phillies, you would be able to based on the fact that they were in the World Series last year. But I will tell you, looking at what they look like right now. I wouldn't even ask you to try and do it. Yeah. Thank you. Do not embarrass me. Because aside from, no, I'm not doing that. Aside from Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner and Zach Wheeler. Let's right there. Like those three, I would think you would get. Yes. No. Definitely. And obviously the pitcher last night, Mm -hmm. Taiwan Walker, who was with the Mets last year. Listen to some of these names that they have out there. Derek Hall, Bryson Stott, who I I believe was a big prospect, came up at the end of last year. Alec Bohm, I know. Brandon Marsh, Jake Kavrikave. I, I I should know that. I don't know that. And no, Nick Castellanos, I know. But that's a that's a different looking team. And yeah, it's not a good one, Jerry. They, they, I think they go winless. I think it's they're possible. not going winless, and they're not going to strike out twenty seven times in a the game. They might. They're not going to. If the Phillies go winless, Jerry, and they have a game where they lose with twenty seven strikeouts, that's that, not happening. That would be cool. Although in this day and age age of baseball, if it was ever going to happen, it happened now. How about that dude on the Brewers yesterday, um, the rookie Bryce Tarang? Oh, the Grand Slam? Grand Slam. That's a cool way to hit your first home run. Or his parents are in the crowd. That is neat. That reminded me of the old Brewers from the 80s, Jerry. Gorman Thomas, Ben Ogilvy. Why did it remind you of them? Because these guys were just smacking the ball around against the Mets. And I'd rather lose 10-0 than 3-2. Oh, for sure. Right. Especially when they put up the seven runs in the one inning. Game's over. You kind of relax. You yeah. can be struck out now on a pitch clock violation. Doesn't Correct. matter. Right. You lose 10 nothing. It's like, wow, everything went wrong. Yeah. Get it again tomorrow. Much easier to forget and come back to the ballpark and start over. Like, we'll come back. Max Scherzer uh, tonight, 740. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Yeah. 
Well, no, no. Get no, it right no, back. No, no, you don't know that it's a win. Uh, Jerry, he's going up against a fellow named Wade Miley. I understand that. Never heard of you. Oh, of course you haven't. <laughs> it actually did sound familiar when I was typing it up today on my show sheet. It did sound familiar. I was oh, like, how, this how, Max Scherzer sounded familiar no, or Wade Miley? No, no. To Max Scherzer, <laughs> I definitely know. My God. <laughs> this uh, Wade Miley. Yeah. And then Domingo Herman's pitching tonight for yes, the Yankees. Yes, for the Yankees. That's right. Against, uh, you know, you talk about Phillies you never heard of, Jerry. Matt Strom. Mm-hmm. You know him? Uh, no, I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar oh, with he's him. He's going to get kicked around the ballpark tonight. You know the Yankees in four games, you know how many home runs they've hit? Um, in four, eight. Nine. By the way, it's another great crowd. Yeah. At uh, the Yankee Stadium is Yeah. You know what? Yankees, Phillies, kids are, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say some kids are off from school, but yeah. not, not everybody. I'm impressed. This week and next week are the two weeks. I love to put a game on and there'd be a huge crowd there. Yeah, for or sure. Just like uh, the Met game yesterday, but it was uh, Brewers home opener. Looked great. It did look great. I did not get to watch a lot of it because my own kids were playing. Too. But yes, it did look great. A full ball, ballpark looks phenomenal. If I didn't love the Mets, Jerry, I'd probably go right for the Brewers. It's in Milwaukee. I know, but it's, it's like a cool baseball team. Why don't you Why don't you stop off in Milwaukee on your way back from Indiana? I don't even know where that is. Well, you can get a flight. You'll just go from uh, wherever you fly into Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. To um, to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and you go to a game, and then you come home. Like as you say, live, live, damn it! Don't just go for a show. Go right. for a show and a game. Live. Sounds kind of fun. Does sound fun. All right, take a break. 537. When we come back, more to do. A lot more to do, actually. I know uh, Al's got some big basketball stories up his sleeve. Maybe, maybe My not. My sleeve. Uh, so whatever, your your hoodie sleeve. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. I'm the same way I used to be. Right. It's a Steve Winwood Tuesday. I know. What are you doing? What is this? Are you going to see him next now? No. I know you're all into Brian, Adam, Brian Adams and Pat Benatar, <laughs> so this should be right up your alley. I had to go see Rick Springfield one more time before he dies, too. You've done that already, though. I have. Have you ever seen Steve Winwood? No. You know who does a great show? I don't know if he still does. This is, gosh, this has got to be in the early 2000s. Bruce Hornsby. Oh, yeah, I would go see him. He is outstanding. Yeah, he plays the piano. Yes, and yeah. does, and, and the one show, well, one of a couple of shows I was at invited the crowd up on stage with him. Oh, was that right? That didn't go well. Too many people. You think? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Started yeah, out go, fun, not so fun. I would rather see Bruce Hornsby than Steve Winwood. Why? I don't know. I, I just, this Steve Winwood. Eh. Enough with him. That's enough. Okay. I've had my fill already. Those two <laughs> things I played this morning, done. All right. By the way, I checked out Angel Reese on uh, social media, Jerry. See what she's up to. She's got a million Instagram followers. Yeah, that's probably why she makes a fortune playing basketball a million. in college. Yeah. Then... Well, I wonder she, what that number was, though, before yes. the tournament. Mm-hmm. Good question. Then she's got a full store on her social media. Yeah. You could buy Bayou Barbie t-shirts, hoodies, yeah. sweatpants, then also the double-double queen. She calls herself also, Good Jerry. for her. And, th- and think, before NIL, they weren't allowed to do this. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And she's got... I don't know how she's selling these, because I'm not sure how this is... I just don't know how... She's got... National championship shirts with her just her picture on them. Well, I don't think you could you could say why it doesn't say NCAA national. Then why can't you? Because it's got the image of her in her LSU gear. But I think she owns that now. If oh. you get if you get permission from the you only need her. permission from the school, I would think for the jersey. 
for that for that image. Oh, okay. But if it's her and it doesn't have the NCAA logo on it, it does not. I don't see why that's not that's not easy. And it's a collage photos of her with the hand thing in the middle. Yeah. She is capitalizing. Strike Jerry. while the fire's uh, hot, Al. I ordered myself a Bayou Barbie hoodie. <laughs> Freddie? <laughs> it goes with the shirt he's wearing today. Eddie's sports wearing girl. Sports girl 24-7 <laughs> shirt. When did you I asked Al that? When did he give you that shirt? Al thought around 2012, 2013. Would that sound about right to you? I think we were here already. Oh, for sure. So I would, yeah, maybe even 10, maybe as early as 10 or 11. Wow. That means that shirt you're wearing is 13, 12 or 13 years old. It's holding up high quality. And I've, and I've worn it that many times, oh, oh. once a year. Once a year. Wow. Comes out once a year. Man. Uh, okay. A couple of baseball notes, Jerry. I saw Texas Rangers' Josh Smith. Yeah, you hit right in the face. With a fastball. This is a weird one because the Orioles' starting pitcher got hit with a comebacker in the ankle and came out of the game. So that was a reliever that hit him in the third inning. And it wasn't a fastball. It was a uh, it was a slider. Oh. So, I They're mean, all... still 88 miles an hour. I mean, that's still coming at you pretty fast. An 88-mile per hour ball to the face? That's a fastball to me. Yeah, well, it is to you. To them, it's it's more of an off-speed pitch, but it, it was a slider. And he it's amazing. They get him right to the hospital. They do scans. He's fine. How are you yeah. fine? <laughs> you just took an 88-mile-per-hour pitch right to your jaw. I know. It's amazing. Hit him in the jaw. Yeah. And, yeah, he's good. Unless it clips some of the some of the helmet, I, which I don't know, I, I just don't understand how that doesn't break a bone in your face. My jaw would never survive a even a change. Your up. head might explode. My head might come right off my body yeah. if I got hit with an eighty-eight mile per hour pitch. Yeah, right that to was my something. Jaw. That video was something. These guys, man, and they get right back in the box as soon as they're ready. I don't understand. That, that. to me is the most impressive thing. Yeah. Is when a pitcher takes a line drive off the head or the face or the chest, whatever, and then they're ready to throw the next time around or something like this. This guy will be right back there next week. Yeah. Oof. Right. He's got yeah. a long season ahead of him. Even yeah. We just misses, started. Even if he misses one game, they give him a break. It's amazing. Get he right might miss a little more there. than that, but I bet you'll be back next week since he there was will. no no broken bones, no concussion, no nothing. I mean, not, your teeth didn't fall. My teeth would have fell right. You would have been picking up my teeth off of home plate. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I would ask you to do that for me, Jerry. If I, I, got I will the pick face, up your teeth, Al. Pick up my teeth off of home plate. Put them in a little baggie for me so my dentist can shove them back up where they're supposed to be. Or at that point, you might want to get fake teeth. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love fake teeth. The there dentures. are things that are appealing about it. Yeah. The process doesn't seem so great. At night, Jerry, you take your teeth out, you put them in a, in a glass, and you put that, that effervescent stuff in there that just cleans them. Then in the morning, you put refreshing new clean All good, teeth in. But now, so you said you said when you went to see Bruce, you almost you almost cried. Right. Could you imagine the moment you look in the mirror for the first time with no teeth in your mouth? Bald, <laughs> scrawny, no teeth. Oh, my God. Al Dukes. Glasses. I mean, that would be a bad. Bald glasses, no teeth. Wow. <laughs> that is a rough one. You're right. I got to hang on to these. <laughs> yeah, I agree. For the rest. It is amazing. Most of us keep most of our teeth our whole lives. Like you could live yeah. to 90. Probably well, you take care of them. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And you do. You do take care of your teeth. My, uh, my dentist, when I was a kid, had a very interesting poster on the wall in the dental office, which made me think even back then. It was a very smart poster. And the po- it was a poster of teeth, and it said, one cavity ear isn't so bad. 
and then it had every year a different tooth having a yeah. cavity. And all of a sudden, you had a mouthful, a whole of, mouthful cavities of cavities by the time you were yeah, grown up. That is true. I really that, that worked on me. It did work because you take your uh, your oral hygiene quite seriously. Very seriously. A lot of people do not. The other strange thing about that dentist was though he never wanted to use Novocaine. He just likes to torture you. He would be just be like, oh, it's a pinhole. <laughs> well, yeah, my teeth is tiny. Of course it's a pinhole. And it hurts. Yes. Yeah, I know. I hate going to the dentist. Or they give you the Novocaine and don't wait long enough to, like, that thing's got to, mm-hmm. they like, give you the Novocaine and then they get the drill out. You're like, no, no, you, no, no. Can you give me 10 minutes so that I can't feel my mouth, please? Yes. Yeah, I know. And they need a silent drill at this point, right? Not only is it not silent, you hear the grinding and it smells like they're burning wood. And there's Ugh. there's all sorts of moisture yeah, popping out of your mouth. Terrible. It it's not terrible. a great experience. We also uh, told the story uh, yesterday, Jerry, about uh, opening day when Anthony Rendon of the Angels yes. got into it with a Oakland A's fan. He was suspended. And uh, yeah, so he grabbed the A's. The A's fan was calling him a biatch or something. He took a swipe at him, not a swing. He didn't throw a punch. No, took a out. swipe. Took a swipe. Took a swipe. Didn't connect. You even said he went out. Later on, and uh, well, that's what the eyewitness said. The guy that was that was there, okay, said that Anthony Rendon came back out and apologized yes. for taking a swipe. Yes, they gave him four games for that. Well, they actually gave him five. Oh, really? And he uh, sent the letter in intent to appeal. Okay, so they got together and they said we don't need to go through this process. They knocked it down to four. Now, the way I read it, it said the Angels suspended him. But I thought it was been... Major, Major League Baseball was the team that did the investigation. Yeah, that would have made sense to me. So if it was the and the story I read said yeah. MLB suspended him, perhaps it did come internally. Yeah. Either way, he suspended four games. That stinks. Yeah, it does. I say if a... but you but 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 yeah. but it might stink when you do that though. You got to know a suspension's coming <laughs> when you take a swing at a fan. Yeah, you have to know that's when coming. you grab him by the shirt first, Jerry, and pull him closer <laughs> to you to. Tell him some things, and then you take a swipe at him. That's yeah. a suspension. You I tell would him say that. so. Huh? When we come back, what? One final baseball story. Oh, that has to do with marriage. Oh, okay. As that's that was one, decided, Jerry. I kind of figured that's where you were going to go next. I was. So there you go. That's on the other side, and then when we get done with that story, Boomer and Geo start. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about college hoops. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Uh, coming up on 6 o'clock, Boomer and Geo standing by. At least G is here. Boomer will be momentarily. One final story, Al. Well, we saw, I think it was opening day uh, for the Dodgers, Jerry. There was a fella who jumped over onto the field. He ran into, uh, yeah. like, left center field there. He got on his uh, knee, and he uh, proposed to his girlfriend, who was not on the field. Correct. She was in the stands. And yeah. While he was awaiting her answer, he got leveled by a security guard who we, we saw this on social media. I mean, that guy laid him out. Very good textbook tackle. And I believe he did get engaged, but he did get a one-year ban now. Oh, that was pretty light. One-year ban? I thought that was pretty good by the Dodgers. Right. You jumped on the field. You banned, you can come back. We'll see you next year. Once you're divorced, you come we'll, back. <laughs> we'll see you next year, opening day. You'll come back. You'll stay in your seat. When this decision goes badly. <laughs> Did you think that was aggressive of the security guard? No, it was awesome. You, loved you it? have to put these guys in their place. They should not be on the field. They shouldn't. No. But the guy was on his knee. It doesn't matter. does not matter. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.